Welcome to the Savvy Social Podcast, the show that blends stories and strategies to help businesses create engaged and profitable online communities using the unique power of social media. And now your host, Andrea Jones. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. Super excited to have Shannon on today because Shannon is the CEO of Rebel, which is a network for women professionals looking to earn more, prioritize themselves, and create their own path to success. And Shannon is one of these amazingly curious people. She has interviewed thousands of women from celebrities to founders, authors, physicians, and more. And so we're going to dive today into her LinkedIn strategy because I've been creeping it, y'all, and I want to get all of the details. So Shannon, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. And I would think I would add you on that list of people I have interviewed. So shout out to you for being one of my celebrity guests. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I know that you kind of have been searching for your place on social for a while. Um, we worked together as well in the past on your Instagram and things like that, but you're really diving into LinkedIn. So I just want to know why LinkedIn, like what attracted you to that platform? Yeah. Well, you know me personally because we have worked together and you know, I actually don't really like social media, but I do like um, storytelling and I like connecting with other people that have interesting stories to share. And so I kind of found my home on LinkedIn accidentally, I think. So I was in the pandemic, mostly just feeling really nosy, wanting to connect with people and not really feeling like I could do that on the other platforms. Um, in a real way, right? Like I can be an audience member, I can follow, I can support people that I care about. But like meeting a new person is challenging to do on other platforms. And that was my goal. And I had found like reaching out to people just like cold outreach on LinkedIn actually worked really well. And I started using it really as a sales tool for sponsorships for our events because I was looking for people inside of companies that could potentially bring people to our events and become on as sponsors. But what I found is actually this whole amazing community of people that are both potential clients for my business, but also just really interesting advocates that have platforms that they're really willing to share with others, which mm -hmm. is another thing that I think is lacking on other social accounts. The whole commenting for reach line on LinkedIn is basically someone with a large following saying, I want to support the content that you're sharing by sharing it with my people. And to do so, I will comment for reach. That piece of it really aligned with my community-minded values and vision in a way that I just wasn't finding in other places. Yes. Okay. Some follow-up questions because this is so good. Um, I want to start first with this idea of researching people for sponsorships using LinkedIn. Because um, I'm also nosy. I want to get specific. Oh, yeah. uh, so yeah. you know, were you looking, You did you know what companies you were looking for? And then you look for specific people at those companies? Yes. So okay. in previous iterations of my event, it's, our strategy is a little bit different now for sponsorships. But at the time, I knew I wanted mid to large companies in my geographic region who had some semblance of like women leadership, either interest or activity or need, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like made a list of all the companies in my geographic region, which is Richmond, Virginia. 
And then I started looking for people in HR, people mm. in DEI, and people who are running what's called an employee resource group inside an organization, which is basically a networking group inside of an organization specifically focused on opportunity for women within their company. And so I had an idea very clearly at that time when I first joined LinkedIn, who exactly I was looking to connect with, which I will say is helpful on that platform, because if you don't know who you're looking for, it's hard to connect with the right people. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I like about LinkedIn as well, because there's not a lot of platforms where you can search that specifically. Like, right. It's so specific where like, you know, I want this area, you know, I want this job title, um, right. you know, I want this level of, you know, access or anything like that. So it, it's so specific. And I think it's so um, normal on that platform to actually connect in that way. Um, so when you were connecting with people, were you like sending them DMs? Like, how did you, yeah. how did you like warm up the conversation? So I was, I was sending them DMs and saying, I'm looking to connect with other women leaders in this area. This is the work that I do. If you're interested, you know, accept my request to connect or reply if you're interested in having a conversation. Yeah, I love that. So with that initial outreach, do you know, like percentage wise, how many messages you got versus how many, like how many you sent versus how many responses you got? You know, I don't know that. You know, I don't track <laughs> things like that. You wish I did. I wish I did. Yeah. No, I really don't. All I can say is I was surprised by the number of people who did connect okay. and not just connect to say, okay, I'll let you look at my post but actually got on the phone with me oh, to wow. just okay. meet and just network. Now, I will say where I live in Richmond, Virginia, it is kind of known that people are really open to networking, to meeting with people that they wouldn't normally meet. We're not in a major metro where people are a little more guarded and like, oh, who's this person? They're going to try to sell me something. And I was also really clear what I was looking for. I would say, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm interested in meeting you because I think you're really interesting. Here's kind of my bigger goal to support women leaders in the area. Let me pitch you my idea and you can give me feedback if this is something your company would do or you can, you know, point me in a different direction. I'm not going to there's no like hard sales conversation that's coming. Like I truly am curious at this point mm -hmm. to get your feedback and understand if my solution fixes your challenge. Oh, I love how specific that is, too, because it's very um, approachable. It's a very approachable way to do this. And it doesn't feel icky. I one time had someone from like one of the M states, Missouri, I don't know, um, reach out and try to sell me solar panels. And I was like, I'm not even in the same country with you. Like, this yeah. is wild, especially considering how specific you can get on LinkedIn. It's like you should have looked at Girl. other people in Missouri, not Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an intro salesperson gone wrong. And I've yeah. been on the other side of that, too. And it's funny because I do do sales directly through LinkedIn. I think I'm probably a little more um, tolerant of those folks. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I respect the hustle. This is not the way to do it, but I'm not going to be annoyed or offended by that. And my sales approach has always been relationship driven and that's another thing I found is really easy to do on LinkedIn. I think one of those very first people I pitched, like cold pitched on LinkedIn, it was probably five years ago. And her company didn't send anyone to the conference until this year. Wow. So it's not always like a short game 
Um, It's a long game of developing relationships over time. Now, they sent 20 people. So it was significant for me this year. But especially when you're talking about sales into corporations and the bigger the company, the longer it takes, which is a lesson that I've learned. But the cool thing about LinkedIn is also people are there to represent their organization, but they're also there as individuals and themselves. So while I think, yes, if you're selling into a business, it's a really important place to be. If you're selling directly to an individual, it's also a really important place to be. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned your value system here about relationship building and community. And this is something that you're all about. So can you tell us a little bit more about that value system, especially just so we can have context to some of the things that you're talking about? Sure. So the organization Rebel, uh, we started actually as one time event in Richmond. And the idea was at the time, entrepreneurial women, bring them together and talk about what is going to make us feel fulfilled and successful and how do we define success on our own terms? So literally we are in the business of community building. And while we do some education and access to resources, like the core of what we offer are relationships with other people. So Mm. I can't have that be my business and then look at every sponsor or other interaction as just a dollar exchange, right? I want to have a relationship with the people that I'm essentially like advocating for by putting them in front of this community that I've built so much trust in. And so outside of our events, the other thing that we do is peer group mentorship. So essentially like a mastermind, but we're not here to all like make billions of dollars, although that would be lovely. We're here to solve the problems in front of us, improve our leadership skills, our communication skills, and it's available for people both inside of organizations and entrepreneurs. So the other piece of that is, yes, I might be selling you to pitch your company to sponsor our events, but also you might be a member in my community or be the potential to be one. So I have to think about the fullness of our relationship because we're going to interact in so many different ways just because of the nature of my business. I'm not just selling you a product that then is out in the world and I have no control over how you interact with it. Your relationship with me and my organization is the thing I'm selling. Yes. Okay. I think relationship sales are hard too because it takes so much time, as you mentioned. Yes. And one of the questions we often get that I'm always so curious how other people approach this is, you know, what's the first step to building a relationship with someone online? It can feel awkward sometimes like because it's so digital and virtual and especially for introverts or shy folks um it can feel a little intrusive like am i allowed to build a relationship with them so if someone were to ask you like shannon how do i start relationships on linkedin um what's some of the advice that you would give I think LinkedIn is actually an awesome place for introverts to connect because you do you are able to do it behind the safety of your keyboard. You have a lot of control over what you do and don't respond to. Also, it's great for people that think they don't have a lot to say because that's a big one that I hear. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. of like, I don't know what to post. Like, that's probably the biggest challenge your clients experience is I don't know what to post. Um, you can start building relationships just by commenting on other people's content. And those are the conversations that truly start those relationships. If you're not the kind of person that's like bold enough to just DM a random, you can start by engaging with what other people are posting. And what I find is 
some of my best content comes from a reaction or a response that I have to something somebody else wrote, right? Whether it's really great and I think this is awesome and more people need to be thinking about things this way, or it's the opposite of like, I'm totally repulsed and like, how dare you write this on the internet? And I'm going to say something about that. Or yeah. in the middle, right? Or in the middle of like, wow, this is really heartwarming and we all need to like remember this when we are feeling bad about ourselves, what, whatever the response is. So it again, I think LinkedIn is easier to do this than other platforms because of the way the feed is structured, of the way that notifications come when you get a response or get a comment back. I know people that literally only comment on other people's content and don't even post any content of their own and are still successfully using the platform to build relationships and eventually turn those into revenue of some sort. Oh, I love this advice so much because it really makes LinkedIn feel so much more approachable. And, you know, actually participating in being social on the platform is a way to show up. You don't have to like have a message and shout it, especially for professionals. I get this question a lot from professionals who are like, I don't have a business. So what am I posting about? It's like, you don't need to post anything if you don't want to. You can scroll through mm -hmm. the feed and and just participate and be social. Um, yeah. I'm curious, you know, how much time something like that, like how much time do you spend like commenting and interacting on LinkedIn? Well, I decided this year at the beginning of January that I was going to use LinkedIn as my primary marketing platform for attracting people that are not currently in my sphere. You know, mm -hmm. we have social media, which I feel like the only people who really see our, especially our Instagram posts, are people who already know who we are. And people who are subscribed to our email list are like even further down the funnel, right? People that have loved our events, that have been to something, or they know someone who has. So LinkedIn is my primary like external attraction tool. So that being said, I committed to myself what was the framework that I was going to use, how much time I was going to spend on it and what I was going to do. So I would say I probably spend an hour a day on LinkedIn. And it means I post every weekday. I post every weekday. And then I spend at least like 20 to 30 minutes commenting on other people's content. Now, my goal was to do this throughout the year of 2020. But I did have periods where I like fell off like the summer. I just like couldn't look at my computer and I might have gone like two weeks without posting anything. Um, and in the past, that would have discouraged me and I would have just quit by then <laughs> and been like, oh, right. I lost my momentum. I got to start all over. You know, it's not even worth the effort. But LinkedIn actually made it pretty easy to jump back in. And I didn't feel like I've lost all of the progress that I have made, which I have yeah. definitely experienced that on other platforms where like you take any semblance of the break and you got like blasted down to the bottom of the algorithm. I think LinkedIn's not as uh, merciless as uh, others, at least for now. Um, and again, like I could jump back into conversations by commenting and doing other things versus just like blasting content back into the ether again. So yeah. I would say an hour a day five days a week, weekdays only. And then maybe I'll check it after the morning when I work on it. I'll check it in the afternoon and reply to comments. And that's about it. Yeah, that's really approachable strategy, especially for kind of this outbound sales piece as well. Um, it's not like you're spending all day on it. It's still a bit more time than I would currently spend, but the results are there, obviously. So I do want to get to the content piece yeah. in a sec. Um, but talking about this break 
that you took. Um, do you think that you would plan to take a break this next year or are you kind of just going with the flow of things? Yeah, I really want to stay in the flow with this because I okay. think the reason why I've been successful at the consistency, which is something I personally know that I really struggle with, like I am an ideas, fire starter, beginning of the project type of person when it comes to like doing a thing every day, like I am not a consistent person. Um, having this like total flexibility is what made me able to keep doing it. And that way, if like, I say I want to do it five days, but this week I only did it two. Oh, well, I'll just go to next week. This kind of what am I able to do versus like, how do I do it perfectly has made it much easier for me. I also want to say I do not plan any content. Like there's no prep time. I'm not batching. I'm not preparing for time away with content that I've created over you know, the month, like, I just don't like I wake up in the morning, I try to think of something interesting, and I put it out there. And that has been my way. And I know you're probably like cringing, like this is the exact opposite thing you tell all your clients to do. But I found what works for me. And that, again, is why this platform works better for me than others, where consistency and quality of post is really important. Like sometimes I don't actually have that anything that interesting to stay but I still put it on there. I still put something on there more of to build, like keep the muscle going versus like every day my post has to be viral and like the most perfectly written thing that I've ever posted before. Yes. Okay. I think you're discrediting your, yourself a little bit. So I'm excited to dive into the content piece. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your content and what the future of LinkedIn looks like. We'll be right back. Hey friends, are you looking to level up your LinkedIn game in 2023? If you are, I want to invite you to my free, yes, free LinkedIn challenge happening this January. The LinkedIn Jumpstart Challenge is your fast pass to some pro-level LinkedIn skills. In just five days, you'll be able to take your profile, completely revitalize it, go from meh to amazing, and create some authority-building content that will convert your followers into sales and new business. And no, we are not using some sleazy DM strategies here. I'm talking to you, the guy from Minnesota who one time tried to sell me solar panels. Dude, we're not even in the same country. We're not being that guy. So if you're ready to really take your authority to the next level using LinkedIn, join us today. You can find the link at onlinedrea.com slash LinkedIn. I'll see you there. Bye for now. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about this content plan because I love it. You do have a structure here, which I like. You found what works for you, which I love. Um, so I want to yes. talk a little bit about this. So I want to first start with your posts because you have had posts that are really resonant. I can see everyone liking and commenting and sharing. Um, so where do you think the inspiration for your posts comes from? Um, and then maybe talk a little bit about like your process of actually writing it. Sure. The posts that go the most viral, I guess, for lack of a better term, are the ones that get the most feedback are always the really personal ones. Um, 
which makes sense on a professional platform when someone's able to show any sense of vulnerability. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, like she just said something real, which there are tons of content creators on LinkedIn that do post very real vulnerable things. But I think in general, it's still kind of a unique thing. So um, my approach, honestly, to posting is how do I tell a story? And I think the storytelling element of LinkedIn is easy for me. It's just written words. Every once in a while, I'll use images, but written words is my way of telling intriguing, captivating stories. And then I've practiced the actual format that LinkedIn likes, which is your headline and then your line that makes people want to read more, followed by the read more button. So I kind of figured out the format and then I use that to tell my story. So I tell stories about job experiences I've had early in my career. I tell people about experiences I've had currently. But anytime I can give a look into a personal story that has some semblance of a lesson that people can learn from it, those are the ones that get the best response. Oh, okay. So can you think of like an example of one that people just really loved? Sure. Well, the the latest one that this happened, my husband quit his job. <laughs> and the job was a very toxic work environment. It, if you had a checklist of bad places to work, this checked most of the boxes. But like many people in the pandemic, my income was very unsure. Um, working for myself, especially in the events business, I lost a ton of revenue for my business and had to completely reevaluate what I was doing. So he was the solid person mm-hmm. making sure our family could eat. And so I talked openly about the whole experience, about him quitting, what happened after, why we made that decision, and how we feel about it now. And I think it resonated for a lot of ways. One, people that are unhappy where they work are like impressed that someone would just jump off the ledge like he did. And people that know me or know people in my network just commenting on, you know, support for us and encouragement that we made the right choice. So It's both like people that I don't know kind of admiring this risk that our family is taking and people that I do know that want to, you know, show their support and their sympathy and tell us that they're in our corner, which is a good feels all around, but could be seen as a scary, vulnerable thing to share that we are now a one income entrepreneur household. Um, But yeah, that that was a really cool experience also for him to just like watch from the side because he doesn't have the same kind of networking community that I have because he's literally been in this company and like not poked his head out. So for him to see that all this support was also really satisfying and I think confirmation that we made the right choice. Yeah. Now, how do you think a post like that kind of shows up and reflects in your business and your community. So one of the questions that a lot of business owners have is, okay, Andrea, Shannon, I'm showing up, I'm being vulnerable, I'm sharing my story, but how does that actually help me get business? So what do you think a post like that does to help build your community and the people around you? Yeah. Well, for me, this type of post made total sense to share based on the work that I do, right? My work is literally helping women find the courage to do the things they've always wanted to do, whether that is quit a job or start a business or quit a business or whatever it is. So 
it's not just like a vulnerable share. It's a vulnerable share with intention behind it, because this is me essentially like walking the walk uh, versus just telling people they should be doing brave things in their life. So I have plenty of vulnerable, messy things that happen in my life that don't make sense to share those stories on platforms like this. It does have to be intentionally tied to what I want for the people that I'm serving in my business. Yeah, I think that's the key there. It's, you know, the vulnerability is tied to relating to your people because, I mean, we can all really see ourselves in that story, the decisions that we make in our lives or the big, hairy, scary things that we deal. Um, I love that. I love that. So, you know, when we're thinking about your content, and how you approach it. You said that you spend about an hour a day on LinkedIn. So that means about half of that is spent actually writing the post and half of it is networking. Um, when it comes to actually writing the post, I'm going to get a little specific and nosy for a sec. Sure. Um, do you use the mobile app or do you use the desktop? Like, are you a phone person? Give me the dance. Yeah. It depends on the day. If it's some, if I have an idea for like a really good story, I will do it on my desktop because you can see the way that the lines are formatted, which is actually really important. The way that the top, you know, two to three lines show up is whether a person's going to click on that or not. Um, But if I am busy and I'm on the road or I'm doing other things, I will post on my phone and I really don't think too much about it. Um, Either way is you know, works very well for me. I don't know if there's, oh my gosh, are there behind the scenes? Like if you post from one or the other, it does better. I don't know. I don't know as many secrets as I probably should know. (laughs) No, there's a lot of rumors about things, but I think they're just rumors. And I feel like, yeah. so my theory is when you show up and use the app, you will be rewarded for that. Whether it's desktop or mobile or whether you use video or written posts. Like what I love about your story is, You're sharing your approach and I can interview someone next week and they can talk about how LinkedIn Live was the thing that works for them, you know? So I I really wanted to highlight, you know, this is your way of doing it and that's why it works because it's your preferred method of delivery written and it's what works for your life, which is mostly on the computer. But if you're on the go, it's mobile and it works. It works for you. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how you measure success with this campaign. So you said you started this the January 2020, right? Or 2022 Mm -hmm. um, with this LinkedIn strategy. How do you know it's successful? Well, I know it's successful because I have gotten members join my program specifically saying this post that you wrote on this day... (laughs) resonated with me and I am signing up for your thing. So it's pretty clear feedback. As I uh, mentioned earlier, I'm not great at uh, assessing data and looking at trends. I do look at my impressions numbers regularly. I try not to like get crazy obsessed over them, but I'll look at it. And if my like if things are going up, it doesn't matter how much, then I'm happy. Or if things honestly are staying the same, I'm also happy. And I don't know that I can necessarily say I would not have attracted the the same number of members using another platform, but I actually like doing this. So that's the other reason it's successful. <laughs> because 
there are plenty of marketing things that I do and have to do in my business that I don't enjoy doing. So if I can spend more time doing things that I actually like and see any sales from that, then that to me is successful. Yes. Y'all listen to this. If you're doing something that you like, (laughs) it's way easier to continue to show up and to do it that way. If it feels like a chore, which is like how I feel about my QuickBooks right now, I have so many things I need to reconcile in there. And that's because it's a chore. (laughs) I'd rather make a TikTok video. That's just me. (laughs) Oh my God. We're like the opposite. (laughs) I will love a spreadsheet. I'll reconcile all day. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, this is why we need a variety of people in the world. (laughs) Agreed. But um, I love that you you found what works for you and you're you're excited to show up that way. So I'm curious, are you changing anything about your strategy like going into this new year? I don't think so. I think at first I was thinking, okay, you know what? I should double down on this because it's working for me. And if this is the thing that's working, I'm going to put even more energy and resources into it. But I kind of caught myself and I don't really want to double down on anything because I like to be as lazy as possible and get the best results. So what I want to do is just continue, continue to be consistent because when you're consistent, you're going to just improve naturally over time. Like there, it's kind of inevitable. Like there's no way I'm going to get worse at this from keeping doing it the way that I've been doing. So I do imagine that I'll learn new things and that things on the platform will change. So I want to keep as consistent as I have been and learn organically versus trying to put pressure on myself or this tool to like double or triple or what, you know, whatever the growth metric of the day is. But I do, I do plan to use this as a primary tool going forward. Yes. And y'all go connect to Shannon on LinkedIn. I'm just sorry, looking up your name. How can people find you on LinkedIn? Shannon Suriano is my handle. So linkedin.com slash Shannon Suriano. Yes. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well. And for those people who are like, I need more of Shannon, I'm so curious about this uh, Swell program. Tell us more about it. Yes. Yes. So also want to say, if you do find me on LinkedIn, send me a message because I will reply to you and I'll be so excited um, that we connected. So the Swell program is truly what lights me up. If you, if I say I like LinkedIn, I like this 10 bajillion times more. And it is truly peer mentorship. So my gift um, that I recognize this at this time in my life is connecting people together. And so I curate groups of women leaders, both professionals and business owners, to work through whatever their goals and challenges are. So it's part networking, part accountability, and definitely putting in place support that you need to make changes both big and small. So we will have applications open at the time of this airing and there's always space in the community for awesome people. So would love for y'all to check it out. And I'm going to give my stamp of approval y'all because Shannon's a super connector. Like, I don't know how, how she keeps so many people in her head. She just like knows people so well and just really curates the best group. So um, if nothing else, connect with her on LinkedIn, but then also check out the program. 
Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was such a great episode. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that um, you still want to talk to me, even though I don't really like social media. Yes, but I like you. I adore you. So that's <laughs> Honestly, we're in good company. A lot of our listeners also have very mixed feelings about social media. So I know I they're going to love this episode. So thank you so much. Um, and the, for those of you listening, thank you for your support. Um, continue listening to the show. Next week, we'll have another powerful interview for you. So we'll see you then. Bye for now.